and welcome to Too Many Movies, the podcast where we discuss DVDs, Blu-rays, and even the occasional VHS tape. I'm your host, Hal, and with me here today, ooh, I got a couple of boys with me. Brian, ooh. introduce yourself. Oh, hi. Uh, I'm Brian. I'm known as the Seth MacFarlane expert in my friend group, and uh, nothing else important, I think. So, yeah, uh, that's, that's something. No, nothing else. <laughs> yeah, nothing else. Nothing else. <laughs> and uh xander introduce yourself hi i'm xander with a z not an x fuck you um uh i i do i do letterbox reviews i'm also doing youtube now that's it i like doing Whoa. stuff i like reviewing movies it's fun nice 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 boys i asked you here today because i wanted uh the next episode after my whole William Showgirls debacle episode to be the Barbenheimer episode. But it just didn't end up working out that way. I'm going on vacation soon. It was just not going to work out that way. So I had to do this last minute where I had to come up with something. Uh, so I was like, hey, anybody want to uh, talk about Salt? And you guys volunteered, and I made you guys watch Salt. Hey, let's talk about Salt. Um, oh, okay. Yeah. So let me let me introduce this. Let me let me explain. So obviously, with my podcast, I started it for my movie collection. I have this big wall of DVDs, Blu-rays, and occasional VHS tapes standing behind my oh, laptop currently. Uh, yeah. Where? Yeah, I said the thing. And it's just stuff I've never seen before. Mm-hmm. And one of those DVDs was I just pulled out at random, and it's called Salt. It's a movie starring Angelina Jolie. It's an action movie. Uh, boy, howdy, does it suck. <laughs> <laughs> See, I knew nothing about this before you brought it up, other than it was called Salt. So that didn't, it yeah. didn't tell me anything. Yeah. But uh, yeah. I guess it was better than I expected. I thought it'd be really boring, and it was only kind of boring. I guess that's better. Sure. But <laughs> Yeah, I guess yeah. that's better. Xander, what did you think of it? Okay, so the problem with this movie was that I, I tried watching it three different times. Okay. Three? So the I, fir- I only the knew fir- about the one, okay. Uh. <laughs> okay, so the first time, I was like, okay. Uh-huh. I was pulling up all-nighters for editing, since I was editing my video, and I was like, okay, I could watch this movie, I can relax, and instantly I fell asleep watching it. Um, <laughs> the next day I tried again. And what okay. happened was um, I, I straight up just passed out from different reasons. So oh. that was a very fun experience, right? Oh. And yeah, no, I, I don't want to talk about that. But the movie, the actual movie, um, I think it's better than usual action garbage. But that isn't saying much, you know? No, not, mm-hmm. not really. I remember one time my, I think dad was like watching it because my dad gives no shit about movies except for like action movies. He watches every once in a while. And I remember I saw Angelina Jolie is like, she's not hot. I don't care. And I moved on. (laughs) And then now years later, you you bring back the memory of it through this and Salt is still on Netflix. And now I I, I watched it through there. So that was not on Canadian Netflix. I have to. uh... No, it's not in Canada. Netflix. Darn you, Canadians! Yeah. You're, you're like Ruby can't, Gilman. You're all blue. <laughs> can't believe I couldn't financially support Salt for this. I'm very disappointed. Wow. I know. 
Damn you, Trudeau. Denying <laughs> denying Canadians salt. For real. <laughs> you only get pepper. That's all you get. <laughs> you only get pepper, exactly. Very true. Uh yeah, I I think I'm with you guys. I don't think it's as bad as I was expecting, but like it's salt. Like <laughs> that doesn't mean it was great. Like it's yeah. it's an Angelina Jolie ego stroking fest where it's just like, whoa, isn't she cool? She's the action hero. But whoa, it's she's like, so badass. Wow. Yeah, yeah. But most the, of the action scenes in this suck, but that's another. Yeah, category. they're not. They're not great action scenes. The The most I got out of this movie when it came to the action was the scene where she's, like, jumping onto different trucks on the highway. That was so stupid. Like that, <laughs> yeah. yeah, it was stupid, but at least, like, something interesting was happening, you know? It wasn't just, like, people punching each other being filmed by shaky cams in a dark hallway. Like, that's pretty much what this was. Oh, yeah. I'm, like, look, I'm, like looking at the back of the box here. And, you know, it, it, because this is a DVD from the 2010s and 2000s, like, you know, they plaster it with, like, uh, fucking uh, quotes being like, oh, this is a great movie. So one that one that really sticks out in my, sticks out to me is this one from David Basner of MTV slash VH1 Radio oh, what, a, what a trustworthy oh. place. Wow. Yeah, trustworthy source. Yeah. I, I always go to David for the most trustworthy of MTV, the, pl- yeah. the place that canceled Clone High. I, I always trust them, you know. Oh, oh, very boy. true, very true. But uh, there, his his quote here that they decided to put on the back of this DVD was more charm than Bond and more strength than Born. It's like <laughs> okay, uh, okay. Yeah. I, haven't, I haven't seen either franchise, but I don't believe that. I don't believe any of those. I, well, I have seen plenty of Bond and Born films, uh, and I can tell you, Salt is neither Bond nor Born. <laughs> it's always all. funny to me when they do these for like. Like, when they have to pull credit quotes from movies nobody likes, so they just scrape the fucking yeah. bottom of the barrel. <laughs> you know, like, the yeah. fucking, like, small article people or, like, MTV. <laughs> yeah, yeah, fucking MTV critics. Yeah, exactly, exactly. It's MTV's it's so not desperate. known for its prestige, so... No, they're, they're known for teen pregnancies and maybe music videos. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, they used to be. Now they're just, like, nothing. No, now it's just yeah. teen pregnancy. Yeah. <laughs> And I was like, oh god. Well, at least some of the spirits alive. But like, I, I feel like we should explain what this movie's about. Um, so why don't I read the back of this box? Just like okay. read what the movie. Sure, well, sure. Read what the, the movie's supposed. Yeah, let me read the synopsis just so that because like I need to refresh my memory. Me this too. Movie's so forgettable. <laughs> me too. I watched right. this today and I forget some of it already. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I forgot like seventy five percent of it. I'm sorry. Well, yeah. So here, here goes. Evelyn Salt, a trusted and loyal CIA operative, CIA, <laughs> goes on the run when a Russian defector convinces her superiors that she's a double agent sent to assassinate <gasps> the president of the United States. <gasps> well, wait, wait, well, wait, no, because like she was, she was sent to assassinate the president of Russia and then the president of the United States, right? Um, and what was? What was up with the JFK assassination? Okay, that was the weird part. That was the part that caught my attention yeah. the most. They were just like, at the beginning, I was like, oh, what's this? The John F. Kennedy assassination is a part of Salt. Yeah. yeah. And, that, and then that was like only a couple minutes in, so my interest peaked near the beginning. But the main yeah. thing about the concept yeah. is this kind of nonsense. Okay, so 
you're saying this Russian, these Russian people, like they had all these children, and one of them was Lee, <laughs> Os Lee Harvey, Harvey Oswald, sorry, and he like went to assassinate JFK, and that's sort of connected to this like Russian kids program for some reason, even though he got shot by a random dude later on. Uh, this makes no sense. There's like conspiracy yeah, theories about that, but it's like yeah. So so as the well, no, I mean, we really need to focus on this. So the plot of the movie is that Evelyn Salt was a Russian spy the whole time. Yeah, like a deep sleeper agent. Yeah, a deep yep. sleeper agent. Yeah, we were making the jokes while watching this movie in VC that it was pr practically just Winter Soldier. Um, <laughs> yeah. Somewhat. But like... But a lot of it didn't really make any sense because, like, again, they brought up the whole JFK assassination. I'm like, what does this have to do with anything? Like, just yeah. show her as a double agent. Like, it's really confusing when she, like, goes rogue because, like, I don't understand what she's doing. No, she's okay, just no, like, the problem with it is that Angelina Jolie d doesn't really show either side of herself. She feels like a very centrist person she doesn't have any personality and she's just kind of standing there until she has yeah. to like switch it's like she, you're flipping a switch she yeah. has nothing interesting about her you think he already doesn't like make sense yeah. on a base level and then you add that and that just like worse because you yeah, can first of all why would the... russians send her to work for the u.s for so long I... just to build herself up when you can easily just you know like i don't know okay. bomb somewhere i don't know yeah I don't you could know. do anything else yeah it's it's like such a confusing motive because like i i get the idea of like double agents but it's like oh you're brought up from birth to like you know well so the way they explain it is they have like these russian children and they're just like these russian children have been speaking yeah. english long before they've been speaking russian it's like okay then they're gonna side with the united yeah, states yeah exactly like, no, the problem what is you do? you're kind of setting up for yourself for disaster because now you're making them yeah. go to side with. And it's not even like there's multiple of them. It's just like this one like woman who was sent yeah, there. Yeah, this, this one yeah, specific exactly. group of children as sleeper agents, but you're teaching them to, you know... Not be sleeper be, agents. They're meant to be yeah, like, they're, you're teaching them to essentially just be American children, to grow up to be Americans. It's like, at what point do they you know side with you then I, I and then just, and, e okay even on like the sleeper agent concept it feels like they don't bring attention to it it feels like this just kind of happens yeah. right it's not like developed yeah. a lot at all really it just kind of happens they, no they and then on. they don't even they don't even do anything to like even in like actions they don't do anything to like make me believe that Angelina Jolie would side with them because later in the movie they straight up just kill her husband in front of her and she's supposed to accept that and not once yeah. does it cross the Russians minds like oh this is good we will shoot her husband to send a message even though she was pretty much doing everything we told her to like it makes no sense at all I guess my theory is that they put that in there to make the Russians the bad guys because well this is a American movie from 2010. Like anybody who's not America is the bad guy. Yeah, but yeah, like, they, like each but they day, still want yeah, each they day. still want that like black and yeah. they still want that gray antihero as like a main character. But they they're not smart enough. It's, you know, yeah, it's like, like it's, it's like the, so, it's like the Sony it's like the Sony Marvel villain movies. 
where they're like mm. oh that's trying... a good comparison actually because okay i haven't seen yeah, venom but... but i've heard terrible things about how they try to handle I've seen venom too, thing. but not venom one for some reason <laughs> i've seen all but... i've seen both venom oh. movies but that is a good comparison how they're like they're yeah, trying to make they're... them like moral even though they're anti-heroes yes. it's like oh yeah. okay well th- sure. they're they're like pussyfooting around the idea of yeah. them being actual villains. Because they, like, still, need they, like, they oh. still need to market it to teenagers, which are Yeah, they call them anti-hero wanna, movies, yeah. but they just they, have another antagonist. They don't, they don't want to rile yeah, up, so they don't want to rile anything. up the parents about, like, Joker, and how they, uh, it's gonna ruin kids and cause school shootings, oh, no. you know? Venom yeah. can't kill people, oh no. Remember that whole Joker, yeah. like, school shooting crisis? Is oh, after, fuck, like, not that After shit. the yeah, Dark Knight then, Rises it, incident, where it's like, oh, yeah, this Joker 2019 movie, which is against its own like Joker's own beliefs and actively protests yeah. it. It's yeah, actually yeah. Gonna I thought Joker was gonna really fucking weird. cause riots. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. They thought Joker was gonna cause riots, and then nothing happened. And then Frozen Two came out, and some guy got stabbed at a Frozen Two screening. Wait, oh, really? I didn't know about I that. I didn't know about part. that. Okay, <laughs> interesting. I may be misremembering that, but I do remember something like some news story coming out about that. Like yeah. some dude just got stabbed at a Frozen Two. <laughs> that's that's screen. incredibly fucking ironic. No, okay, into but, the uh, oh shit. Yeah, but Man. like that's what I'm saying. Like this is such a confusing movie because like you don't understand anybody's motives, yeah. and and like because like the the fact that this is a main character who's going who's like this double agent. You don't know if she's willing to side with the Americans or the Russians. But like the whole movie, her her like plot like her plot relevance is to assassinate the president of Russia and then assassinate the president of the United States. And you're just like. Should I really be rooting for this character yeah. for doing that? And then uh, last minute, they pull the leave Schreiber twist where he's like, "No, I was a Russian agent the whole time," and you're just like, "I'm sorry, what?" Yeah, th- that makes no sense because, like, okay, if he's in control of everything, couldn't you just yeah. easily dismantle it one by one without salt? So why why would salt be there in the first place if he was? Yeah, already yeah there? what? Yeah. Like what? At what point? Why why was the point when he uh, like revealed himself as the Russian agent? Why was that the point he decided to reveal himself when like the whole movie he could have done that or like at what like at no point was that ever established that this could like it comes out of nowhere. It's trying because we gotta have our dramatic third act twist. Yeah, yeah, they want that dramatic. They want that dramatic third act twist. They want. Angelina Jolie to be the sympathetic main character, so they're just like, oh, we gotta make some other character not sympathetic so you do side with her, but it's just confusing. It's confusing (laughs) because they don't set up anything in particular, they just, like, say that they imply these things, but they never show it, and they never have any ground to cover, they just kind of go about it by just like oh just keep moving they actually keep moving look at angelina jolie doing all these stunts it's like yeah they set up all these concepts and ideas but then like nothing is actually done with them to make them like good or developed and then the movie ends and you're like oh, oh that was it that like was I said, it's like one of those movies okay. like my dad would force me to go see just as he did watched it on like netflix and it's like okay i'm watching this movie but also, I'm asleep inside my mind. I'm like, what the fuck is going on? I don't care. As the type of action movie you find, like, randomly on TV once, like a scene, and then never again. It just, I don't know. I don't, like it I said, I don't think I heard of it until we did this fucking episode. So. Yeah, no, it, it reminds song. me, 
it reminds me of a different movie I've talked about on the podcast, and this was like early, early podcast. Oh. This was like third, my, th- my yeah, like episode three. I talked about oh. this movie called From Paris with Love with John oh. Travolta. Oh wait, no, I remember oh, okay. that episode. That was, that was oh wow. yeah, wow, yeah, that was yeah pre gastal yeah no that was one where like but it was like the same concept there was like this late 2000s mid 2010s like american action movie that's just like you don't often see these kinds of movies anymore where like they're they're obviously stroking the ego of some like big hollywood celebrity you get the most generic looking dvds made of them and they're just forgotten to time until you know, over a decade later where I talk about them on the podcast, like, yeah. you know, the, 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 you don't see these kinds of movies anymore. And for good reason, like there's a reason director Philip Noyce. Yes, that is his real name. <laughs> Philip Noyce <laughs> yeah, didn't, hasn't really made anything uh, beyond Salt in terms of popularity. I think Salt is like his most popular film on Letterboxd, for which sure. is... For a second, I thought you were going to say Philip J. Fry. God damn it. <laughs> the only other movie I've seen from him Icy is Wiener. Uh, The Giver. If you haven't read the book, oh. it's a great it's a great book. Uh, the adaptation is terrible. I don't like thinking about it, but yeah, I guess he made yeah. that. Yeah, I, yeah, guess I don't recognize any of these other things, so I assume it's just some random director they pulled in. But Yeah, yeah. some generic action film director. The Giver yeah, is a very like a... obvious book, but I'm pretty sure the director just makes it as obvious as possible, despite oh, already no. obvious material. It's really yeah. bad. Yeah, that sounds bad. Um, uh, a couple of things I wanted to mention. Um, what about the about uh, sequel uh, anticipation ending, you know? Oh yeah, so the ending you were you were saying like it's it's such a terrible ending. Well, not only does she like kill leave schreiber in such a ridiculous way where she takes like her handcuffs and just chokes him by like jumping off a balcony and then he's just dead and then uh oh god i gotta like look at this guy's name chiwetel ejiofor i hope i'm saying that right i know i know who he is but like yeah it's hard to say his name yeah, he's Mordo in the Doctor Strange movies. He's Scar in The Lion King. He's in oh, 2012. You know, the best he's movies. In, uh, <laughs> 12 Years a Slave. That's the odd one out. Oh, okay, man. yeah. So he's, so he's been in good stuff. It's just the things that I've seen him in are just absolute dog shit. But... <laughs> he was also in the Maleficent like, sequel. Oh, God. Oh, oh my God. God. He was in Maleficent, Mistress of Evil, which also had Angelina Jolie. So this is... <laughs> oh, wow. Oh, that's... Uh... Oh, and Angelina Sherlock Jolie. No, he called. He called him up. He like she called him up and was like, "What the? Hey, man, you want to get on? I know we haven't talked since Salt, but you know we can." Come back. <laughs> you want to be in? You want to be in Maleficent two, a movie where we unironically have a uh, gas chamber for fairy tale creatures. Ex- excuse That's me. The thing excuse that me? Oh, did I? Have you guys? Are okay. you guys not familiar with? I've, oh, I've been watching. Okay. I stayed away from that live action. Video. Okay, look, I have Watch seen the first Maleficent. I have not seen the second one. Okay, so in Maleficent 2, Mistress of Evil, there is literally a scene where the bad guys lure all the fairy tale and woodland creatures into a church, uh-huh. oh. and then this woman uh-huh. starts playing the church organ, and the church okay. organ starts, like, releasing this, like, magical uh-huh. gas that, like, kills all the fairy creatures. Excuse me? And they trap all the fairy tale creatures okay. in the church. Okay. 
This kind of reminds me of the South Park episode of Woodland Cr- Critters uh, Christmas. Yeah. Because you said Woodland it's, Critters, so like, I, I just thought about that. <laughs> I'm okay. not kidding. When I started watching that scene, my brain broke and I started crying laughing. And then for the rest of the movie, I was just crying laughing out of like a defense mechanism. And that's all. The only thing I remember from that movie is the fact that, like, that like, a good these fairy tale creatures. It was a very good. It was a very good coping mechanism. It's what got me through that movie and made me re- made me think like, well, it was shit, but I guess it wasn't as shit as the first Maleficent. I well, mean, they're both terrible, so it doesn't. Well, matter. we're crossing very high bars here. I see. Yeah, very high bars. Very but anyway, nice. speaking of better than Maleficent, uh, salt. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but that <laughs> ending. Yeah, no, you're right. It's like setting up a sequel because well. It doesn't even really feel like it's setting up a sequel. It feels like it's actively going to like the next part of the movie where it's just like, I got to go and defeat them. Like she keeps saying like them and yeah, they. Yeah, because like, who's them? Who's being they? Very vague. And then she like jumps out of the helicopter. She like runs through the forest oh, and then it ends. And it's like, it's not even like a satisfying like cliffhanger. It feels like, oh, it just ended. Okay. It's, it's ending the same way that like. Independence Day Resurgence ends or Artemis Fowl ends where it's like it's doing it so blatantly to set up a sequel that it thinks oh if we do this so blatantly then the studio will have to green light a sequel but the <laughs> studio never did and so it's been years and your ending is just embarrassing in which case maybe we can get a just like Salt Legacy sequel in a couple you know, yeah like... can we get Pepper yeah yeah we need Pepper <laughs> you know, it's always so Pepper. funny when movies like this do that but then like the sequel they're baiting never happens so we're just fucking yeah. left with a cliffhanger. Yeah, it's weird. And it's like Salt cliff- yeah. cliffhanger ending like doesn't uh, linger long enough to really matter, while Across the Spider Verse no, kind of no. like overdoes it. You know, it's like yeah, but at yeah. least we know that Across the Spider Verse yeah, is going exactly. to get a sequel because no. well, one, it's good, and two, it made money. It made whereas... like six hundred yeah. million dollars. Like yeah, it's gonna make yeah, yeah. Make like people actually want to see a sequel to that, whereas yeah. like Salt was never guaranteed yeah. a sequel. Yeah. I'm sure there's some like diehard salt heads out there. <laughs> Whoever, whatever salt heads are watching this, we're sorry. <laughs> I, and I was checking. I think this technically made its budget back, but not like by a lot. It was 110 million apparently, and it only made a uh, 293 back. So that technically made its budget back, but if you count marketing and shit into that, I doubt it was a yeah. huge success. No, because I mean, I mean, again, like you guys said, you've never heard of this before yeah. this episode, so well, definitely okay. not. So. So, yeah, yeah, it made nearly three hundred million on a hundred million dollar budget, but who who gives a shit anyway? Yeah, that's yeah. not clear. That wasn't enough like, for the amazing for the studio. There's some movies stuff. that are technically successful. But that doesn't really mean mm-hmm. anything. And plus, that budget doesn't even account for marketing. It's successful in high, like, air quotes. Right. It's like, right, exactly. technically a major budget. It's back. like, okay, it's like Heck Elemental, it. where people are saying, it's, oh, it made its, its budget back. Uh, dude, do you remember how Hasn't much marketing was put even into this? Do you not remember how much marketing for fucking Claude was? There was so much. Oh, no. Like, Don't remind me of the Claude marketing, no. Look, man. <laughs> the Claude <but> marketing. <laughs> it's got they really should put all their money in Wade Ripple, but Xander, I think you have elemental PS PTSD. <laughs> help me. Help. Help. <laughs> you close your eyes. Claude can't save Wade. you now. Every every time I close my eyes, all I see is Wade Ripple. <laughs> Claude can giveth and Claude can taketh away. <laughs> <laughs> Not Claude. Uh, 
couple of more things I just wanted to mention about this movie. There's a sticker on the back that says "Disc Made in Austria." You know oh. if that means anything? But why? I I don't know. It just says "Disc Austria, Made in Austria." Does Austria have like special disc material? Like what the fuck? I guess so. Maybe. You know, I okay. I don't know. Sure. But also, this is a this is I just want to mention this is a deluxe unrated edition oh. of Ooh. Salt. Okay. So not only does it have the original theatrical film, which we watched, it All also right. has two unrated extended cuts, which two? I have not watched Wait, yet. Two? Oh, two. So, so we oh, have no. the unrated director's cut, uh-huh. which is about four uh-huh. minutes longer than okay. the theatrical version. And then mm-hmm. we have the unrated extended cut, Okay. Which wow. is okay. only a minute longer than the theatrical cut. So wait, so the director's cut is longer than the extended cut. Wow. Oh, they have weird. Wow. Peter but, Peter Jackson's got some competition okay. right here. Wow. So so wait, why is the extend <laughs> so why is it called the extended cut if it's not the longest cut? Like that, Well it's that's still technically weird. extended. I guess, but only by like a minute. I don't know. Was is there an extended scene where it's just like for, sitting for all no could be one minute out. of credits. We'd be yeah, it, yeah. So I guess I could have looked up what the two extended cuts like. What makes them different from the theatrical cut? But I forgot. Okay, to, you could. Okay, if, you, if you try to compare that the original cut to like the extra minute cut. Like without researching it, then I, I think it'd be impossible. Legit, I don't yeah. think you could find it. I don't. I don't think anyone not cares to know. So the IMDb probably doesn't even have any trivia on this movie. I mean, look, maybe the extended cuts explain the whole Russian uh, plan to indoctr- indoctrinate <laughs> American children. I guess in one Why minute they, they solved their issues. That one yeah, specifically, we never know. Yeah, maybe in that but one minute happen. it explains it. You're just like, oh, now I get it. Okay. <laughs> Thanks, Russia. <laughs> <laughs> maybe Russia. I love Russia. Oh, no. Wait, Russian I didn't say anything. Intervened with salt. <laughs> but... <laughs> oh wait, wait a minute. Hold on. Okay, I, ch- I checked out interview trivia because I thought, no, there won't be any uh-huh. trivia on this. Apparently, Salt was originally a man. <laughs> okay. And uh. Tom Cruise was going to play him. Oh! <laughs> Tommy Cruise dodged a bullet. Oh, what? Well, oh. well, this was right after he did but then. But then it was rewritten, and then apparently uh, oh. to combat uh, Tom Cruise's signature practical effects, she apparently did most of her own stunts. Good for her. Yeah. Huh. Good for Angelina well, Jolie. I yeah. don't care. She did it. You know, if yeah, Tom this... Cruise did it, it'd probably be more interesting because it'd be yeah. like a noticeable, like, miss. Oh, wait, I guess, it, oh, wait I Salt know. is based off an actual be, thing. Yeah, oh, it's based off an actual thing? Yeah, a Strategical oh. Arms Limitation Talks. The talks in 1969 and 1979 oh. were between USA and Soviet Union during the Cold War. Okay. Oh. Okay, that's... That sounds vastly more interesting. It sounds vastly That's more crazy. interesting than the movie we're talking about right now. It's crazy. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I can't believe Angelina Jolie was actually an assassin in real life. Crazy. Yeah. <laughs> With those legs? Ooh. <laughs> oh, so I don't want to go into right. horny details. Yeah. yeah, no, no, we shouldn't, we shouldn't. <laughs> All right, dudes, is there anything else we have to say about salt? Um... Uh... I don't no. think so. Okay. Now, here's my question to, uh, well, first to Brian. Um, Brian, do you own Salt on DVD, <laughs> even though you never heard of it? <laughs> well, I wish I could pull it out of the hat right now, but sadly, 
It's not in my collection. Very okay. Aww. Very tragic. Xander, do you have salt on DVD? <laughs> you know what? I definitely have the 4K of it. I definitely oh, do. But no, no. Wow. Yeah, of course, of course. No, of course I don't. But yeah, I did right, watch yeah. it on Netflix legally. Yeah. Yeah. Well, uh, I think I'm going to join you guys in not owning salt. So sadly, salt will not be joining the collection. Well, you don't put salt on your food. You're just going to put pepper now. I'm just going to put pepper on. Apparently, I'm I'm so anti-salt now. I'm cutting salt out of my diet. No, it's, too mm. it's too salty. It's too salty. What in salt? Salt. We oh, did it. Salty. What an assault. Yeah, that's, that's assault to thing. my like, senses. <laughs> see, if you know nothing about this movie, who the fuck's going to be like, man, I really want to watch Salt. Like, how does that help you? <laughs> it's called Salt. No, if you say so, if you say the title of the movie in general, it's just like, who the fuck cares? Because remember yeah. when Hal, when you were I... like, all right, we're doing Salt. I'm like, the fuck is that? <laughs> what kind of movie is called Salt? I thought you were joking. Yeah. <laughs> it was <laughs> no, salt is very much real and very much not in the collection, unfortunately. Oh but right. it's fine. It's fine. It's a salty taste on the collection. You got to remove it. Mm. I know. Yeah. No, that's true. You know what's funny is like before I started doing like before I started doing like guest um, episodes regularly. I don't do solo episodes anymore. My plan was to actually do salt a lot earlier because oh. I, I wanted to talk about it with uh, Time Runner, but then oh. obviously back uh, last year, I didn't have time to do Time Runner because of uh, other obligations. And also because my VHS player last year broke oh, before I could replace it. Man, yeah, no, that was a whole yeah. thing. But uh, originally there was going to be a Time Runner Salt episode, but that never oh. came to fruition. Um, wow, it just, it, just, it just happened to fall into our arms. Wow. Yeah. Not only podcasts, you did a lot of random action movies. So I guess it would fit, actually. It would so, fit. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, Salt seems no. like the odd one out now. Weird. Oh. Yeah, Salt does seem like the odd one out. Um, so, unfortunately, unfortunately, I wasn't able to do Time Runner this episode because I already did a Time Runner episode. Oh, but what else should we talk about? Oh, mm. I know. How about a little movie we watched called Ed Wood? Mm. So good. Wow. I love this movie. So, um... This is not like Salt because, well, this is actually a good movie. Um, <laughs> There's a lot of action-packed sequences in this one. Yeah, a lot of action-packed, a lot of action-packed, action-packed mm. in Ed Wood. <laughs> so, Brian, what do you think of Ed Wood? Oh, see, um, I'm actually glad you picked this because this was in like the limbo of movies I've always wanted to get to, but then I forget about watching for like years. There's like a a good dozen or so movies in that. And, um, but no, I was, I really loved it actually. I was like, I kind of expected that because people, I, for most people, I think I've seen people call Tim Burton's best movie, at least from what I've seen. Uh, I would definitely say that's the case. But, uh, mm. yeah, it was a great, jolly old time. Uh, good fun was had uh, by all. Yeah. Good. Excellent. I'm glad to hear that you agree that it's one of his better ones. Um, yeah. Xander. What do you think of Ed Wood? As someone who has very mixed feelings on Tim Burton as a director, and my overall like evolution in terms of how I view him as a director, I've always seen this movie, 
as like something that I could never actually watch because I thought, ah, well, I would need to know more about Ed Wood. And another thing was that it was considered his best, so I kind of wanted to go through his other te- more worser shit to get to that. Mm. And another thing was um, there was Red Letter Media uh, show. Oh, yeah. That, the Red Letter oh, Media yeah. show. Um, review. Um, I think yeah. I told you this That's before, Hal, but yeah. yeah, like right before recording. Um, I remember watching their Ed Wood episode, and I really piqued my interest even further. And so I always wanted to get to it, but it was always something yeah. I never thought like I'd get eventually because I was always too busy doing other things at the time. Right. So yeah, now now we're here, and I, I finally watched the movie, yeah. and it's probably my favorite Tim Burton movie now. So. Oh, definitely, it's great. But Excellent. yeah, I think I'm glad you I'm glad you brought that video up because that was like not when I first heard of it because I'd heard of it before. But that's when I was like, oh yeah. This movie sounds pretty great. I should probably watch it. And then that video was years ago, so I, di- I didn't get around to it until now, obviously. But, you know, I'm yeah. glad I did. That's a great video. But uh, I forgot that uh, they did a video. They did a review on Ed Wood. I need to watch that after this. Yeah. Uh, mm. because it's a great that's... episode. Oh, yeah, I know sure. I love I love review. I'm yeah. more I'm more partial to best of the worst as I've been binging right. that recently, but review oh. is very good. Uh, review is uh, my favorite personally of other media shows. So it's great. Yeah. If it gets less repetitive yeah. than best of the worst, sometimes like I don't know. You've seen like one of them, you've kind of seen a good chunk. At least that's my book. Yeah. But yeah, but then again, you know, best of the worst is how I discovered Faust. So Okay, well that's true. That's true. You <laughs> couldn't not have Faust. But anyway, yeah, but anyway, Ed Wood. Um, now, obviously, this is a uh, bio- biopic on the titular main character, Ed Wood himself, who was a real person. He was a real director Edward, Edward of... Edward D. Wood Jr., as a matter Edward of fact. Edward D. Wood Jr., yes. He was a real director, and he directed uh, shit. Terrible um, movies. Terrible movies, no. So I'm <laughs> yeah. not going to sugarcoat it. Ed Wood was a terrible director. He no. was not very good at what he did. Yeah. He made some of the most boring movies I've ever seen. Yeah. Like, I have seen... I've seen three of his movies, officially. That is Bride of the Monster, Plan 9 from Outer Space, and a movie that was not covered in the uh, in this movie, um, The Sinister Urge. All of them are just awful. Uh, just... so, And you know what? Because, like... In the, over the past couple of years, I've become more acquainted with what I like to call "so bad they're good" movies. You know, like you, yeah. you know the kind of schlock that you watch to make fun of. Like <clears throat> I love that sort of shit. I love that yeah. schlocky kind of garbage movies that just you get so much out of by just making fun of them. And Ed Wood essentially pioneered those kinds of movies. Yeah, but but even though he pioneered them, you watch them and they're just miserable. Like yeah, they're I just know, so. Right? boring okay let me explain my my sort of history with it because it's like okay okay. sure so edward d wood jr was always a man i've heard of um in terms of bad filmmaking and bad movies bad b movies in general i still need like search through that genre of like b movies and like terribles or so bad as good movies but he was always like the one name everyone always said he has a whole biopic on it you know this movie and I remember distinctively, I was going through Tubi. It's like my new favorite streaming service. And I was like, okay, oh, let's see here. Good. Excellent. See here. And see, Plan <laughs> 9 from Outer Space, the most infamously bad movie of all time. I sit down, I watch it, and 30 minutes in, I started going on my phone because it was really boring. It was so yeah. boring. The main yeah, thing. I had, so like, I had a kind of similar experience. That... I remember, right? 
this would have been like I think 2020, like early 2020 around then. But I remember because um, because I know James Rolfe uh, from Cinemassacre. He like I guess saw one of his videos. He talked about it and talked about like you know Ed Wood in general. Well, he all said how he pioneered like uh, saw bad good movies. And I had heard all this hype around it. So then one time I find it and I'm like oh, I remember it was. I know it's be like, well, this movie is one of the worst movies ever made, according to some people. It's not. That's what people call it. And I was like, how can you be disappointed by that? But I remember I was so excited because I was like, oh, this is one of the legendary so bad it's good movies. This is going to be a great time. And then I will go out in and I was so fucking disappointed because like 10 minutes in, I'm like, that's it. Is it this shit for like 90 minutes? And then I was really. That's plan nine from outer space. That, that was, was just, just a, a bunch, bunch of, of cheap, cheap sets. <laughs> so yeah, uh, fuck Ed Wood. Ed Wood betrayed uh, us. <laughs> yeah, no, it was literally that. Ed Wood let me down. So uh, yeah. fuck Ed Wood. I hate him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, you know what? After watching this movie, I don't hate Ed Wood. I just, I respect him more just so just because I understand that even though he made terrible movies, and make no mistake, they're terrible movies. Oh, definitely. Like, oh, we're not definitely. gonna like I I don't like I know people who will just be like, Oh, they're not that bad. Some of them are actually secretly good. It's like, no, no. There will be no secret like revisionist history on Ed Wood. The dude was psychotic. He made some of the worst movies in recent memory. Or just in, yeah. in general, in cinematic history. Yeah. But he, and thanks to this movie, he had a passion for filmmaking that I greatly respect. And yeah. Johnny Depp brings this, like, oh, definitely. such, he brings such enthusiasm to his performance of Ed Wood, where you watch this movie and you're just convinced that what you're watching is like this amazing story about this dude making something that he's passionate for. Like he's yeah. he's doing something he loves. He's doing yeah. it with people he loves being around. And that's a good thing. And you're just like, wow, this makes me want to rewatch Plan 9 from Outer Space yeah, to see if it's any good. Yeah. Oh. I, I know literally right after this finished, I was like, oh man, I want to watch an Ed Wood movie. But I'm like, hold on. Don't get ahead of yeah. yourself, bro. You have to uh, stop yourself because you're just like, nope, yeah. wait, no, wait a remember, minute. it's boring. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This movie said just such a good job. It makes you get into like the spirit of his movies. Kind this is of. such a, I almost thought is I such liked a like, geniusly manipulative movie. Yeah, you're like, not even me manipulative in a bad way. It's such a not even manipulative movie. in a bad way. It's such a good movie because yeah. it like fools yeah. you into thinking this like this much greater story. Right. And yeah, sure, you can look at it as a much greater story. In fact, mm-hmm. I think. Uh, when I was doing research on him, it was, like, very fascinating to hear about how, you know, his whole sexuality and his whole, like, fucking, like, fascination with, with like, this, like, material. I forgot what it's called. Fangora or yeah, whatever Fangora, it was. Yeah, yeah and Fangora, yeah. And there's, like, this, such a, an interesting story behind something like Glenn or Glenda or, like, Plan 9 from Outer Space or Bride of the Monster involving with, you know, whole the Belagosi and it's, bleh. Sorry, yeah. I can't. I can't speak right now, but you know, you get what I'm saying. Yeah. No. Yeah. yeah no. It. It's. It's very much. It's in a way kind of the opposite of the disaster artist for me, where mm. it's taking like this like infamously bad production history of like bad movies and like turning it into a, like a Hollywood spectacle, which is you know kind of ironic considering the creators of those movies 
were thinking they were making something on the same level as that Hollywood spectacle. But like, yeah. I feel like where this succeeds, whereas the disaster artist doesn't really succeed is that like this movie kind of brings a personality that you want to be around to Ed Wood movies where you're just like, wow, this is fun. This is exciting. It's cheesy, but in a good way. Whereas I feel yeah. like the disaster artist in trying to capture the zaniness of the room it loses what made the room so funny because it's filmed in such a boring and generic way. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, especially because this movie, Ed Wood, is directed by Burton, who has a style to it. Like, he yeah. has a style to him. Like, like his movies, obviously, that style does not work in every movie he's made, and he has made some pretty awful movies. Oh, but, like, this is, one, oh, yeah. this is one where, like, his style really complements the tone of the movie because it's so cheesy and twisted and dark but in a fun way yeah. and, okay like th- the, the main so vibe many... there's like a really weird yeah, vibe to ahead. this movie where it's like yes. okay you're you're viewing this from like edward's perspective it's just like fabricated reality but at the same yes. time there's just like alluring darkness behind every single frame of this movie yeah. where it's like oh yeah yes belagosi this man is like a depressive, like mentally ill alcoholic or like druggie, yeah. and, it's, and he's oh, like man. in a, such a depressive state. And you know, what's his name again? Um, Martin Landu. He really sells Martin it. Martin Landu. Oh, yeah, God, yeah. Really let's let's, let's, let's talk about Bella Lugosi in this movie. So I said Johnny Depp as Ed Wood is very good, but the but the performance that really steals the show is Martin Lando as Bella Lugosi. Mm. He's, he's uncanny. It's so weird. So good. It is one of my favorite performances from an actor portraying a real person. Like, uh, yeah, I agree. He, that. yeah, he brings such like humanity to this like silver screen icon in a way that feels both like real in a like a depressing way, but real in like a celebratory way where like you can definitely tell that Martin Lando and Tim Burton have respect for the person who was Bella Lugosi, whether that's yeah. Bella Lugosi, the icon or Bella Lugosi, the person like they have great respect for him and they like take this performance. They like take this person and just breathe just such new life into him. We're like, yeah, like you said, like it's uncanny. Like yeah. I remember I've watched like Dracula um, around the time. One of the times I watched this movie, like I watched both of these, mo- both this movie and Dracula around the same time as one another. Mm-hmm. And I was like taken aback. I'm like, oh, my God, it's so uncanny. Like he's he's so good at just pr- pretty much just becoming Bella. He, like, it's, he really looks like a much like fatter and like older like Bella. Yeah. It's so weird. It's so weird, but like it works. Like it, you really feel like the dude has seen some shit in his life, you know, ever since becoming Dracula. Like he's been chewed up and spit out by the industry. He's been addicted to morphine for 20 years. He's yeah. just at the end of his rope. And here comes Edward D. Wood Jr. with being like, hey, want to be in my movie? And he's like, you know what? Yes. And I think that's really something special. Um, just okay. seeing this, like seeing this man, like essentially at the end of his life, just doing something to make him happy. You know? There's, okay. There's something really beautiful about this because Edward, he grew up 
really loving like Pulp Fiction, and he like obsessed over like comics. And he even sometimes took like uh, what was it like poster hangups from theaters when they threw them out, and he just hmm. liked looking at the images of it. And I guess like and from my interpretation from the movie and from history itself, yeah, he loves Dracula, and I think he just kind of saw some sort of humanity in Dracula because. If you look at the movie, um, there's there's this iconic shot where it's like, oh, you can focus in on Dracula's eyes and face. And to me, that kind of reflects how, I guess, Ed Wood viewed him as a person, like this mm-hmm. like yeah. hu- human, this, like this human monster. Because yeah. he's always so yeah. fascinated by the gory or like the fucking like fanatical of it all. It's like really interesting how like Ed Wood views it and how like Belagosi actually is yeah. and how his life has turned out. Well, it's interesting how like you see like you you see Ed Wood like explain like his thought process when making movies, um, especially in scenes when like he's uh like there's that one sh- there's that one scene where like uh he's filming uh Tor uh walking through the hallway in Bride of the Monster, and like Lobo goes through the door and he like <laughs> he like he, shakes he like set. shakes his shit and he's like he's struggling <laughs> and then he says like yeah but that's real. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And you're just like, but it looks so stupid. But in his yeah. mind, he can he can like make sense of it. So you're just like, you know what? Fine. Like it's his vision, it's his art. That's totally fine. Like whether or not I agree with it, it's what he believes. And I think that's what's so important about this movie is that you understand why he made these movies yeah. the way he did. The yeah. performance is kind of like infectious. Like he's so like that's yes. the main thing. He's just so endearing to watch that, like, I never find, like... I feel like if they got the wrong person for the part, this movie would be really annoying. But the way, like... If this was, like, if this was, like 2000s, Johnny Depp, this would not oh, be no. good. Yeah, he'd be yeah. doing his, like, Willy Wonka thing. Oh, if we got, like, 2010s bird bent up on this, oh, no. Oh, God. Oh, it would have been <laughs> yeah. so bad. Yeah, the thing. I'm glad that, like... I'm glad Tim Burton made this in, like, the 90s, because, obviously, this movie has... It definitely has a style. It's literally in black and white, like stylistically, yes. all that, and it looks beautiful. Yes. Obviously, as you can. Like, oh, there's so much attention to detail with like the shadows yeah. and all that. It's so cool. Yeah, I yeah. was saying like while I was watching it, I'm like, not only is this in black and white to be like, oh, haha, it's like an old Ed Wood film, but like yeah. there's intention behind the black and white. It's not they don't just like make it black and white and put like a filter, black and white fil- filter over. Yeah, it. It's they, not like, just oh, a filter. They shoot it in like a really weird. They if shoot you look, it in if you black look at the, and white. If you look at the sky, it kind of reminds me of like those old versions of like fake skies they used to make like, oh, back yeah. in the day. Yeah. It looks yeah. really reminiscent of that. And yeah, that's so all really great. Oh. Yeah, it so feels good. old. It feels like the like Tim Burton understands how to shoot something in black and white to pay homage to those old black and white movies oh, that definitely. he grew up on. Oh, like yeah. he doesn't just half-ass it like, you know, any other hack director would like maybe in modern day, he would do that because he's a hack director now, but you know what yeah. I'm saying? Like he, he has an understanding of what, what the black and white movies of, of yesteryear like invoke, like what those feelings of black and white invoke. He and, grew up with that shit. So of course he's yeah. like, yeah. so, yeah. so you touch get so with many it. good, sh- so many good shadows, so many oh, good yeah. like lighting effects. There's like certain scenes of like Bella Lugosi where like you know you get the light like shine in a different way on his face. It's brilliant. It's so freaking brilliant that you're just like this is there is thought put into how this movie is being made. Looking at like that. every single frame of this movie, this feels like the most well thought out like Burnin film besides like A yes. Nightmare Before Christmas. 
But he didn't even. Yeah, but he, well, he and didn't even, even then, he didn't. Direct he, that. Even then, he didn't direct that exactly. He, produced, he like yeah. he made the, he made the character designs and all that, but it's not really like. Yeah. And he wrote the story because it is like yeah. Tim Burton's Nightmare Before Christmas. Yeah. yeah, but that is very much a he, his fingerprints are definitely on Nightmare Before Christmas. But that is very much a Henry. The Stone only type movie. of detail yeah. I see in this movie that I see in any other was, of his stuff is his Batman movies. Um, I don't think those movies are the best, but. Mm. Oh my god! Looking at them, they're just so nice to look at. Something yeah, like they about, are nice to look at. Something yeah. about like late eighties, like mid nineties, like Burton just oh, looks yeah. so good. Yeah, yeah, no, Tim Burton when he's not using CGI is amazing. Mm-hmm. And then you get to Mars Attacks, oh, yeah. and it looks like that. Mars Attacks. I, I, need to watch I think that. the main thing is because because he actually had to restrict himself to an actual story. Obviously, he's like because rest- I feel like the worst like. Tim Burton stuff, and he's like, okay, I'm gonna do uh, weird visuals for no reason because I can because it's a fantasy movie. Mm-hmm. And you're like, okay, that's, this kind of looks cool. But it's why the Burton style. style over substance. Yeah, but not because he's actually like he has to restrain himself. It's an actual story. He like it's stylized, but it never goes like over the top of it. Yeah, that's a good, good point. It's not a it's not a fantasy Burton well, movie. Like it's very yeah. much grounded oh no it's so very much a fabricate fa- fabricated yeah. reality from his perspective like, yeah, like the whole music an and, all the, real story, and then there's like great. there's that moment where like him and kathy are like in the dark right and it pauses and yeah. everything goes dark and they like profess their love and he admits yes. his like whole like swapping clothes and with women and it's like oh yeah, yeah. Looks really yeah nice. there's obviously there's obviously moments that are fabricated. I entirely yeah. buy that, but they're still fabricated within a world of reality. Yeah, no, yeah. the thing, okay, like, the like way it, you view it is, like, okay, Edward has this enthusiasm. There's, like, this whimsical music right. in the background, yeah. and then the rest yes. of the crew are just, like, kind of moping around. They're just yeah. like, okay, let's keep going. <clears throat> you know, One the way I, f- I always imagine is the fabrication, just what Edward thought it was like as it was happening. At least they don't, like, mm-hmm. directly say yeah. it. Because, they, cause, yeah. cause, like, they show he's so infectious and excited about everything. So well, like, not, not everything, but you know what I mean. Not everything. No, but you know what? That's a good point that, like, that's how he's viewing it. Because yeah. I actually, because, like, thinking about it, I remember reading somewhere that says, like, Dolores Fuller, like, the real life Dolores Fuller yeah. didn't appreciate how the movie was made because it made right. her out to be, like, this bigot where, like, she didn't, she didn't no, stay, I remember, stick with Okay, Ed. I remember reading well, about uh, this. Okay. Yeah, you go ahead. Yeah, okay. He, I remember, so Dolores explained that generally he, she just didn't feel comfortable with that she liked a full man but you know that's not really wasn't really her issue the main thing was that she just like in general just didn't feel comfortable about it she respect in fact she respected him for it but mm-hmm. it's that he just he i guess i guess wasn't like he didn't tell her and so it just didn't right. feel comfortable in the first place and i think th- and I think the other thing, and the movie doesn't really touch on this that much, um, the one thing she also didn't really like was his alcoholism. And yes, he did yeah. die no, I remember this. The main, the main yeah. thing is, it wasn't really about the outfits, it was about like the alcoholism. That's what she said. And right, it's like, exactly. Exactly. And then the ending, Whereas, and then there's the ending, which is like, oh, Plan yeah. 9, absolutely bombed, it was failed, and... But he like walks out valiantly in the rain and is like, "All right, oh, yeah, you want to get right. married? You let's go get married." And they like drive off, and it's like, "Yeah." Uh, but, I uh, yeah, I feel like what I feel like what makes this movie so genius is the fact that in Ed Wood's mind, it ends with him 
being triumphant, being like, "Yes, I've made the movie. I'm going to be mem. I'm Mem going to be remembered for for years." And to be fair, Plan Nine is his most famous movie. It was. It was. We're talking about Adam now. He clearly has an impact. So. Yeah, it clearly had an impact. It is this. Mo it's his most popular film on Letterboxd. Like it, it's it's one when you think Ed Wood, you think Plan Nine from Outer Space. Yeah, and so yeah, no, it, it, there is some truth to that. He was remembered for it, but where the lie happens is that yeah. you don't understand. He doesn't understand why he is remembered, and he so just kind of got what he hit, wanted, but in like an ironic you, sort of sense. You get hit with like the very ending where it's like saying like the "Where are they now?" part of the biopic, where it's like, yeah. "Oh, Ed Wood went on to become an even bigger failure and yeah. died an alcoholic in the late seventies at only oh, age fifty-four. Okay. Let me talk and about he this. Directed porn. Don't forget about that part. And then he directed. Yeah. Porn. No. Okay. So the rest of his life after this was like, okay, he made pulp novels about like sexual activity, and then he went on to just do porn straight up, and eventually he just okay. So Kathy, it, it seemed like oh, it's happy they get married. But the most ironic thing about that is as they drove out, that that was when the alcoholism became an even more apparent wow. issue. And mm -hmm. eventually, it got to a point where he just hid under his covers and it was just like, oh, I should I should have a million dollars. That's what he said. He's like, I should have taken everything. And then she, and he kept on giving him alcohol. And then the, the main thing was that Kathy stopped and she walked out for like 15 minutes. and says, I can't breathe. And she thought it was lying. And then when they and then when a friend checked, he was dead. And the main oh, thing, wow. about, and the main thing about that is that he remembers. She remembers that he looked so horrified in his last moment of breath, because it it looked like he was like fucking screaming his head off in his final expression. And there's something weird about that where it's like, oh, this man, he just couldn't face the fact that he was fucking, he's gonna die, and this, yeah. and, he, and the whole like fabricated reality was just like. I should have a million dollars when no you 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 were a terrible director you failed but he yeah. but he did have some sort of honesty from that right but, yeah no and that's the thing is like the the horrible depression depressing reality of it all is that Ed Wood was a terrible director and yeah. this was his life of alcoholism and failure but I feel like what this movie is trying to do is not necessarily give the facts as they were but to celebrate the unintentional um success that his movies eventually found yeah. and that him as an icon eventually found because yeah. ed wood yes he's a terrible director but there is some sort of sophistication in yeah. that title of worst director of all time yeah and that his movies worst movies of all time like even though I think they're terrible, god awful movies that aren't huh. even that fun. Yeah. I watched them. I watched Bride of the Monster through Mystery Science Theater 3000. So I watched them like poke fun. And that's where I've got like enjoyment out of watching that movie was watching Joel and the bots make fun of this movie. So, like, even though the movie didn't directly give me joy, something did through that. Through yeah. the movie gave me joy. Oh, and that's the. And that's the thing with Ed Wood. He was not respected in his day. And oh. to this day, he's yeah. not really that respected. But in some weird, twisted way, he is respected, you know, because he yeah. did start this movement of like B-movies and just terrible, terrible schlock. But yeah. terrible schlock that's passionately made, 
You there, know? Were, there is yeah. something passionate about Ed Wood movies. I may not enjoy them, but there right. is passion to them because they, they're, they're, they're human they're movies. Vision. It's his yeah. vision. They're his yeah, there's vision. definitely like, you can tell that Tim Burton loves Ed Wood, even though he acknowledges he was like a terrible director. I think that's like exactly. part of like, I said it's part because like acknowledge that he's like yeah shitty, but it doesn't feel like he's beating down on him. Like they just it's not yeah, like it's not like bad Tim Burton where it's like oh we're the underdogs we're like inspiring. No, they're like this underdog. He's an idiot, but you know yeah. he's charming. He's charming. yeah. yeah. I buy him. I buy Ed Wood as more strange and weird than I do Winona Ryder's character in Beetlejuice, who just oh, outright yeah. goes, "I'm strange and weird," you know. Yeah, that's like, why yeah. I don't like Beetlejuice oh. that much. Sorry. Yeah, huh. yeah. It's not that exactly. I've, yeah, I, 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 I get people who like the movie, but yeah, in terms of the visual design, that movie looks really good. But like everything yeah. else about know. it, I'm just like kind of indifferent towards. I've okay. always found that kind of style over substance. At least to me, but I don't know. The main highlight was always just Michael Keaton for me, so you know. It has one of my favorite f bombs in an, in a PG movie where well, Michael does Keaton is Beetlejuice. So, yes, yeah, so nice fucking model. <laughs> it's one of my favorites, but yeah, no, that's that's the genius of Ed Wood, the movie Ed Wood, is that yes, you're making this biopic celebrating this failure of a human being. And you're still buying it. Like, you're still like, oh, wow. Like, I'm so happy that he's succeeding with Plan 9. And then you get hit with the real- harsh reality of he died an alcoholic in the 70s. <laughs> yeah. like, oh. but, that's, but, that's, oh, no. but that's the genius of the movie. Like, it's really convincing you. And oh, it's, it's really a movie just about, like, trying to, I guess, cope or, like, try to make sense of a legacy that was covered in shit and, but, like, had yes. some sort of heart to it. Yeah. And, there has to be something. Exactly. Exactly. Because despite everything, he could have done a lot more better and he could have faced the facts a lot better but it was his vision. So, right. you know. Yeah, exactly. It was his vision. He, I completely buy that in his it being his vision when he like you know the climax of the movie is him meeting orson welles yeah not not orson welles mind you who would have actually looked like that in 1958 like orson welles in 1958 which i'm assuming that's when around the time this movie takes place was like a lot fatter and had like this big gray bushy beard like he did not look like how he looked like in kane so it's yeah no it's just really but that's because that's because that adds to this being from Ed Wood's perspective. Yeah. We're like, that's who he views Orson Welles as is purely Citizen Kane Orson Welles. Yeah. So of course, even though it's been nearly 20 years since Citizen Kane, he still looks like that in yeah. Ed Wood's eyes. Also when researching it, um, I don't think there's any record of that ever actually happening. Obviously, I like no, but def- that, that, obviously that that's a nice. It's, it's something. It's something like it's something like about how he lied about. It's like something about how he lied about his military service, or it's like no, you you didn't get a silver star. You didn't get oh yeah, like, that was that any too. of that. Or no, like they like got randomly teeth from... dropped that he was in the war or something. Which I know I think they get technically yeah okay. The main thing about not like is entirely, that okay. So him and his uh, he had a trio of buddies. He went that were gonna sign up uh-huh. for the war, and he only got he only signed up. It was only him, and so it ended up oh. backfiring. Oh, and he was boy. and he was and he and he says, "Oh, I was a war hero," but no, he he, uh, he was just a clinic worker. Oh, That's all he does. 
So he didn't parachute. He didn't parachute into Normandy wearing women's brassieres. Yeah, no. Nope. Uh. I mean, he probably did. He probably did wear woman brassieres, but not in like yeah. battle. Yeah. Not yeah, but that. that's good yeah. too, because I'm sure from Ed Wood's perspective, he thought he was like a big shot hero when he was just at a clinic. No, yeah, because he was like, he was like thinking he was like the main character, just like, oh, I hope no one finds out about my secret underwear fetish or something. You know, like, that's yeah. a good point. Yeah, how he's just like, I don't care if I die, but I do care if I get wounded and they're going to tear me open and find out I'm wearing panties. It's just like, oh. <laughs> yeah. yeah, thinking about it, yeah, that does seem like main character syndrome. Yeah. <laughs> oh, See, that's the brilliance of this movie. It's not very historically accurate, but much like something like Amadeus, where it's not entirely historically accurate, you don't really care because it's just so mm-hmm. fascinatingly told anyway. It's both tragic and also like uplifting. It's weird. If it could be had a straight adaptation. Like a yeah, it's like a straight adaptation, adaptation of it. Yeah. Now, if we had a straight one, I feel like that'd be less interesting. They play with the facts in a way to like better get what Ed Wood was like and what his movies mm-hmm. were like about. It's a because uh, yeah, it's neat, very well. Yeah, it's like yeah. it's it's like both a tragedy of like not being able to move on or like to look from a different viewpoint, but at the same time it's uplifting because it's like okay, there's also some good here where it's like he he tried his best, he he, yes. he did what he wanted, he, there was no compromise, and he was happy. Yeah. At, at yeah. some point he was happy. At the end yeah. of the day, I kind yeah. of respect that Wood. Even though yeah. he had his own theories yeah. and problems. It's a very, it's so. a very complicated, it, like whole topic mm-hmm. at hand. But it's like, yeah, there was something to that that like was honest while at the same time fucking stupid. But there was there's something <laughs> yeah. to it. There was something. oh absolutely, and that's what I love about this movie is that yeah no I think it's at times horribly depressing, but I get something out of it. I am inspired yeah. to like create even if it's shit because that's what ed wood did and he eventually yeah. got a biopic made by tim burton about him so hey <laughs> some Something sometimes there's a silver lining yeah, sometimes yeah. he may have uh, died yeah. in a very horrible death but you know it's fine yeah yeah, yeah no yeah. that's fine it's <laughs> kind, of kind of a motivating movie you know a fucking ed wood can make his passion oh, yeah. project why can't anyone if you really think about exactly. it. Exactly. I can make a movie about space wizards myself. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> this is a movie. It's a movie, a, a movie, it's a movie, movie about, about space, space wizards, wizards for children. It's for children. <laughs> Stop making up shit to do so that about. What the fuck happened? People are saying the prequels are good? What the fuck happened? Oh, well, do you guys have anything else to say about uh, Ed Wood before I talk about this DVD? Um, the main thing, um, I remember I, I, I watched a Bride of a Mon- of, of the Monster for this. Um, yeah. it's, it's boring. I don't know. Yeah. It, Very boring. It has, you know, Bella Gossi. That was nice to see, but like, I don't really care at yeah. all. It's like, oh, there's will... a Loch Ness monster we have to find. And there's like a giant tentacle monster. And all I thought was, oh yeah, tentacle porn. Yay. Like, yeah. Wow. T- I do remember when it's, it came to the scene between Loretta and Dolores when they were filming it in Edward. I was just like, I remember that scene, and and, and it's just as petty as it actually was. In oh the yeah, movie. no, if I watched the movie, no, if I'm remembering, yeah, now I remember it. It's like, oh my god, 
I know about that. It was in the movie yeah. biopic. Yeah. It is. It's very much a biopic move where you're just like pointing like Leo from Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Like yeah. that's what the movie's meant for. But I feel like when it like even though that stuff does kind of annoy me when it comes to stuff like you know the Disaster Artist or fucking Mank. Even I think that was actually kind of frustrating. How like you know like it's tr- it's trying to like get you to be excited about these movies, but then it's like okay, I'm you're getting me excited for these movies, but you're not really getting me excited for your movie. Whereas I feel like this movie actually succeeds because I'm both, well, for one, it's Bride of the fucking Monster. I'm not passionate about that movie, but the fact (laughs) that you're recreating this scene from it, I'm just like, oh, this is actually really cool. (laughs) There I am, Ed Wood. There I am. Whoa. Yeah. This looks like a pretty cool movie, Plan 9. Yeah, plan that. Look at the production of this movie. It sounds fun. And then the movie's yeah. like, I want to fall asleep. Yeah, exactly. Please kill exactly. me. Exactly. Yeah. Like, but you okay. know what? It's the, it's the infectious way that Tim Burton films it that gets you excited. Yeah. That almost convinces you to be excited for Ed Wood's actual movies. When in reality, just watch Ed Wood, the, the, the Ed Wood movie, Johnny, Johnny yeah. Depp, Tim Burton. Like, just watch that movie. You're, yeah. you're gonna get yeah. you're gonna get infinitely more interesting things out of it. See, than... I know probably Glenda get Glenda Glenda is probably like one of his best movies, but even that's probably still bad. Yeah, that was the one and, you know, where I, was I have like, not seen it. I remember watching that this movie. I was like, hmm, that movie might be fun. But I thought, but I was like, eh, it was the fifties. They probably wasn't that that fun. The main thing but, about it is this movie explores <laughs> the sexuality of Edward a lot a lot better than probably Glenda Glenda ever did. I mean, yeah, probably. yeah, no, that definitely. I mean, because it was the '90s, it was a very different time from the '50s, so like, yeah. you yeah. definitely could get away with know. that. And that's another thing. Like, so bad as good movie standards in the '50s are way different than we have now. Because, like, that's know, true too. If an Edward movie came out today, people wouldn't bat an eye. That's not like worse movie material now. In but fact, in 50s, you could argue like you could like, argue like modern blockbuster movies are worse than Edward. So, like, well, you yeah. know, because this Edward well, had passion, yeah. Be like, I don't know, yeah, definitely, now, yeah. Because I don't know, because it was the fifties. I feel like no other time period people would call Ed Wood the worst director. Just things were very limited. Yeah, the, the main so thing about that right. is like he was awarded worst director because of like um the Golden yeah. Turkey Awards. Yeah, it was like, something like that. Some, like yeah, the Golden awarded it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Two critics. Uh, I forget their exact names, but um, they they wrote a book, the Golden Turkey Awards, and they awarded him the worst director of all time. Which, 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 ironically, uh, led to him getting more success from that, and then yeah, you know exactly. Ed Wood mania, you could say, happened, and then this yeah. biopic happened. So, well, I mean, when you compare the '50s to now, like there's about like a hundred Ed Woods today, because you get like oh, Full yeah. Moon features, you get directors like Brett Kelly mm-hmm. who made such classics as Homicycle and Ouija Shark, uh-huh. and the. I mean, I hope I'm getting that right. I think Brett Kelly also directed Ouija Shark. I don't, but you, uh, you get what I'm saying. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, you, like, but you know what I'm saying. Like the kinds of movies that you find on Tubi, and you're just like, oh, mm-hmm. this is this was this is what qualifies as a movie well, nowadays. Well, <laughs> Ed Wood, unlike a we- Ed, <laughs> Ed Wood, unlike a Ouija Shark, has like passion, unlike that, which is probably just like I need mm-hmm. some money right now. Are you implying that Ouija Shark had zero passion put into it? Well, may- maybe there was passion. Who knows? Maybe there was a deep artistic intent there. Who knows? Did you say deep, deep autistic? 
I said artistic, not autistic. <laughs> okay, I'm just you know, you I know, mean, maybe I mean, maybe Ouija Shark, maybe, maybe, maybe Ouija Shark has some maybe autistic both. qualities. Who knows? Yeah. Maybe can a movie have autistic wait, Can a movie have can a movie have autistic qualities? I wonder. I mean, I wonder. Kind of depends on your definition of autistic, but depends. I mean, depends. it's a, it's a spectrum, it's, so right? yeah. Talking Christian autism or what? <laughs> Oh, if we're talking Christian autism, we gotta move on. <laughs> no, 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 no. Let's not let's not get into the whole uh, uh mother thing, okay? This is uh, oh no. I'm working so, on it anyway. <laughs> Chris Chad had one cover. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh Yum. Anyway, Ed Wood, I I own it on DVD. Ooh, um, nice. It's a special edition DVD. From I don't know what year this is from actually, but it's it's silver. Um, it My it looks really friend. cool. I uh, I really I really think it, it's a little banged up, but like it still works. I put the disc in; it works just fine. One thing I want to mention though is the menu for um, Ed Wood. So it's. So it's one of those like you know special early two thousands menus where it's like uh-huh. the animated menus where like they actually put Ooh, some thought into they it. They put thought into the okay. packaging. Oh my god, it's crazy. I know you, you you rarely ever see that anymore. But anyway, what what happens was so it's a menu of like so it's like a shot from like a from like a um from like a theater's perspective where like oh. you're like surrounded by people sitting oh? in, in in theater seats. Yeah. Oh, that looks, but that it's, looks cool. But it's like a contemporary theater. It's oh. not like a it's not it's like yeah, it's oh, like oh. a contemporary theater. It's not oh. like a 50s theater setting. And oh, then that's all of a weird. sudden oh, And then all wow. of a sudden you see like on the screen like then like the options pop up where it's like play movie and uh scene selection, bonus features and stuff like that. And it's like playing like clips from the movie like in the background. And it was really weird because it's like like if it was like a black and white theater with like you know fifty people dressed in like fifties garb like wearing like three fifties three D glasses like mm-hmm. it's like okay then I'd get it okay they put but thought it, into it but not in the right way that's weird exactly yeah. it was like contemporary like two th- like early two thousands like people had like baggy huh. jeans and sweatshirts and uh-huh. I was like that's weird what is this like this is so strange this is yeah, a strange really contrast. Strange. It was very strange, but it was really funny, and I was like taken <laughs> okay. aback by it. Maybe is there any, is there any, is there any neat? Is there any neat yeah. bonus features? Um, so in terms of bonus features, I didn't get to all of them, but it's like you know standard stuff like deleted scenes, uh-huh. behind the scene featurettes. It has a music video. Oh what? Um, I didn't get to watch the music video, but like, yeah, it has can, audio Ed, can, Ed, can Ed would rap or something, please? Uh, maybe, uh, yeah. They <laughs> should have done a tie-in music video for Ed Wood. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. Rapping Johnny Depp sounds great. <laughs> Rapping Johnny Depp. Oh, no, god. he was breakdancing Johnny Depp in uh, Alice in Wonderland. <laughs> oh, no. oh god! Oh god! Everybody remembers that. Oh, I don't want to remember that movie. Yeah, no, I don't either. So. Oh, but yeah, no, I think this is a very neat DVD. Um, I know it's a DVD, and I probably could own this on like a nice 4K or a nice Blu-ray, but I really like this DVD. I think it's really cool. I like the silver um, shininess to it. And like I said with that menu, it's so bafflingly contrasted with the actual movie that I kind of want to keep it just for that. Yeah, you know, that sounds so... interesting. The, the, yeah. the, the thing is, uh, this movie does not have a 4K, so 
Really? Okay, well, okay, it should. It, it should, because I, I, know, I know Sleepy Hollow got, like, a 4K recently with that steel oh, book. Then it's, then it's only a matter of time. It's only yeah, a matter of time. It should get This is, like, considered his, like, best movies. I'm, I'm sure they'd get on it eventually. It's one of his See, less popular movies, but you know it is one of his less popular movies, which I think is a shame because I genuinely do think this is my favorite it's probably, it's, film. It's, it oh, is definitely, film. yeah. I I have a soft spot for the Batman movies. I have a soft oh. spot for Beetlejuice. Oh, yeah, I love I, I love Returns. It's so good. Yeah. I love Pee Wee's Big Adventure. I think that's a very good movie. I can't wait to talk about that one. Um, basically, if it's from the late '80s, early '90s. Tim Burton, yeah. I love it. Yeah, that's the premium. Sort of. premium stuff. I, I'm a little, I'm a little iffy on Edward Scissorhands, but I do yeah. like most of it. I think, but I'm more, I, I am more of a fan of Batman yeah. and Ed Wood for sure. For memory, I like Edward Scissorhands, but it's been like a couple of years, so I have to check on. It's that. been yeah, it's been a couple and, of years uh, for me. Too. You know, I like the Batman ones yeah. too, even though they're not like favorites. Batman Returns, weirdly mm. enough, I know people are mixed on that one, but that's the one I really like. Okay, the main thing about that one is like, okay, I I really like, I I like both of them, but uh, Batman, the first one is way more heavily fought to me in a way. Uh, Of course, I love Jack Nicholson as Joker, and I really like that stupid fucking finale, which is like, they're just like, it's like a slow dangling. They're just like, somehow Joker like pulls both of them down. That was a really weird thing. It's like he has, his one arm has like the weight to just push them all off. It's weird. Well, that's what happens when you never rub another man's rhubarb. Oh, that's yeah. true. That's true. Yeah. Uh, Batman Returns, I much prefer. I think it's like a lot nah, more That one I just like because it's unhinged. Like, Danny DeVito oh, yeah. likes the guy's yeah. nose. It's like, yeah. See, this yeah is no, I, I, can't, I, can't, I can't view it the same because uh, I've recently watched through all of It's Always Sunny. So now I view that oh. way more differently. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, you know, Frank would do that. That makes sense. Yeah, Frank would do that. Yeah. Look, let me let me just tell you guys, the only reason Batman Returns has four stars, according to me, is because Batman says eat floor. Wow. Oh, <laughs> this is a good I mean, you can't argue with that. I haven't eaten all day. Eat floor. <laughs> I love that. Mm. So good. Classic Tim Burton. All right, dudes. Uh, Brian, uh, why don't you shout out your stuff? Where can people find you specifically? Well, uh, good thing you ask, Kyle. Uh, The main thing I have going on right now is uh, I have a podcast with my uh, friend Anthony called uh, Campy Cast. You yourself were on, like, I believe a month or so back. uh, I was. uh, Yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah, I just recently re-recorded our next big episode on uh, all of Gravity Falls. So uh, get that should be in the next upcoming days. Uh, Excited for that to be recorded. And uh, yeah, other than that, I have a letterbox. Uh, I do... Uh, be keep in mind if you do look a lot of those are probably incomprehensible to someone who isn't in on the inside joke but it's there yeah, you can look uh, yeah. it's there. and uh yeah i uh, also technically have a youtube but i haven't uploaded anything on that yet but there oh, he's, he's working on a ominously. video yeah yeah hmm. Ooh, that's very ominous sounding but those are my yeah, those yeah. Are my i'll put all, i'll put all your links in the description yeah, the main sure. thing the main thing about his videos i'm gonna edit it so that's fun yeah, yeah. Ooh, there you go well xander is there anything you want to shout out where can people find you uh mainly i have a collection of like a thousand or so reviews on letterboxd you can check that out oh. uh I also have a YouTube, and I recently released a big, like, 43-minute video on a you did. Pixar movie. 
And that's yeah. uh, that, you should check that out. It's a it's a bit messy, but you know, it's it's. I think it's good. You did yeah. good. I, yeah, you did good. I watched it. It was very messy, but you know what? All our first mo- videos are messy. You know, I my very first video was also on a Pixar movie. It was on Monsters University, oh, and that dull. one is very messy. Um, yeah. So we all we all got to start somewhere. I think you've actively uh, advised against watching that on the server once. I Maybe. I but, mean, I mean, the only yeah. reason I would actively nah, I think it was just the uh, audio uh, or something you said. Really yeah, funny. no, because I because I was genuinely terrible at mixing audio because like <sighs> you genuinely can't hear me at times on the video <laughs> well, because I just play oh, well. the music too loud. Well, yeah, everyone has to have so. their first video. Yeah, so. I also exactly. have a I also have a Twitter which I use like once a month to like shit posts. All right, yeah, well, that's mm-hmm. it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, your yeah, your links will also be in the description below. Right. So. Yay. Yeah. Uh, thanks for having me, Hal. It was a great time. Yeah. It was a great yeah, time. No. I appreciate this. Yeah. yeah, of course. I'm glad you guys did this last minute. I have like a million other episodes I probably could have moved to now, but that would have required just so much planning. And honestly, I feel like I should have gotten salt out of the way because I do need to chip it's away salt. at this pile. You need to get it out of there. See, no one was willingly going to claim salt. You might as well just yeah. force it onto someone. Exactly, you know? exactly. It's one of those. I feel like I need to force more movies onto people. Thank you for like throwing watching us, salt. You, you really yeah, threw yeah. me a curve when you said salt. I was like, oh god, yeah. no. <laughs> <Excuse> <laughs> <me? Yeah. laughs> we do need more of these kinds of episodes in the future because, like, you know what? Yeah. If I don't force people you know what without forcefulness we wouldn't have the showgirls episode because well, william forced true. me to watch showgirls so. again again that's, that's, yeah. that's okay, believe you got the fucking 4k for that hey it's it's, it's, it's a it's, nice looking I'm, 4k i mean oh it's a nice God, it's 4k nice. but it's for yeah. showgirls so. yeah i'm looking i'm looking right at it it's up up it's up Whoa. on the shelf <laughs> <laughs> there forever nice, nice. So, yeah, the, the, yeah. The, the, main, the main thing here is that uh this is a good leeway before we get into my Alvin episode. Oh god, that's Ooh. gonna be that's gonna probably take like a couple yeah. months for that to happen, but that'll be Good fun. Time. Yeah, uh, that's gonna exactly. be a lot. That's gonna be a fucking yeah. lot. Oh god. Ugh. Well, we got to get to the Barbenheimer episode first. Oh, I've already put it off for too long. <laughs> it'll be next week. Forever. It'll be the next. It'll be the episode after this episode. I swear. I swear. If you wait right. too long, Nolan will drop the bomb on yeah. you. You can't. Do- no, I've been true. against <laughs> the Barbenheimer thing altogether. I was like, no. Nope. I was like, yeah, no. <laughs> Anthony pitched a campy cast, and immediately I was like, no. Nope. I'm not doing that. <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's too conservative. You can't I do, do most of your ideas, but no, I'm turning this one down immediately. <laughs> no, I I've fallen for the Barbenheimer propaganda, but it's also no. it's also an ex- listen. It's also an excuse for me to watch Tenet on Blu-ray because wow. I own Tenet on. Blu-ray. Yeah, who loves me yeah. from Tenet? So I, I love so. Tenet. Yeah. I haven't seen Tenet, yeah. but I love Tenet. Tenet, bro. <laughs> oh. It broke new ground. <laughs> broke new ground. <laughs> Anyway, thank you guys for coming on, and uh, thank you, the listener, for listening to this podcast. If you want to support the show, give a like, give a comment, listen to us on Spotify and Apple Podcasts, or on YouTube as well. That's fine, too. Also, I just want to give a little shout-out. I've been making a bunch of shorts, a bunch of YouTube shorts on episodes of the past couple months, just because I want to break into the shorts algorithm it hasn't worked so far because youtube's <laughs> fucking sucks but you know it's i'm still trying it out so look look for those as well i'm all i've also been streaming a while uh now well, sometimes yeah. 
Yeah, sometimes I stream. I just the last stream I did was on uh, the one year anniversary of the podcast. So that was cool. Yeah, yeah. So look out for all of those. Um, but yeah, thanks for watching and always remember pull the string! <laughs> yeah. Bye bye. I agree. Alright, goodbye, everybody. When you're doing that end bit, I like ma- imagine the outro music in my head because I know how it goes. But like, this couple saw episodes went like. Just for